Hola. Hello. Gracias por la invitación. Thank you for the invitation. Nuestra organización es una organización grande que eh, ataca principalmente el problema del campo, de los campesinos. Our organization is a very large organization and the aim is to solve the problems of the peasants. That's mainly the aim. También en el sector obrero y el sector estudiantil. And also we have some instance with students and with workers. Es una organización que se fundó con otras organizaciones en el 2002. It's an organization that came about in 2002 with other organizations. Y es una organización profundamente chavista. And it's an organization profoundly chavista. Tell us a little more about what that means, being a Chavista organization. There's been a lot of uh, commentary and criticisms about the Maduro government and whether it's, I suppose, still representing the traditions of, of the Chavez government. So how does it relate to the Maduro government in terms of the work it does? Nicolás Maduro es un presidente que ha continuado con las políticas sociales de Chavez. Maduro is the president that has continued with the policies of Chavez. Y en ese sentido trabaja con el movimiento popular organizado. And it works with the organized grassroots movement. El, el modelo económico que se está instaurando en Venezuela tiene como fundamento principal darle crear condiciones para que el pueblo tenga eh, beneficios sociales. The system in place in Venezuela has the aim of the system is to actually solve the problems of the people. The, the, the people are the, the main reason for all these policies. Y nuestra organización trabaja con, con el apoyo directo a Nicolás Maduro. An organization works directly supporting Nicolás Maduro. If we could take a step back because appreciating that a lot of our listeners don't know very much about Venezuela. So if we could take a step back and Pacho, if you could tell us a little bit about some of the transformations of Venezuelan society, particularly during the Chavez period. So what was the impact, for instance, on education levels, on poverty, on unemployment, literacy, housing, and so on? Durante Chavez, Chavez fue uno de los que impulsó eh, la salud, el, los médicos en las comunidades menos favorecidas. Chavez eh, promoted the placement of doctors in communities that were like, actually poor. Impulsó eh, un programa de alfabetización y ya no hay analfabetos en Venezuela. And, and they promoted also a program of educating people like the reading and writing. And there are no people in Venezuela who cannot read and write at the moment. También en, en, en muchas regiones eh, eh, creó universidades para que las comunidades menos que no tenían acceso a la educación universitaria pudieran acceder a la educación universitaria. He also created universities in places where people traditionally did not have access to education, so by doing so they can have this access. Y, y me parece importante acotar que estos programas educativos son gratis. And these programs, the educational programs, are all free. Lo mismo con, lo, con el programa de salud. The same with the health program, it's all free. En el área de vivienda, en el país se han entregado alrededor de 2 millones de viviendas. In housing, the government has provided people with around 2 million housing 
no, que una para una familia pobre nunca hubiera podido comprar un apartamento de eso. And a poor family would have never been able to buy eh, those apartments, those eh, eh, accommodations. Y entre esos muchos más, muchos más programas de gobierno que aún continúan con, con Nicolás Maduro. And there are many other programs that still continue with Nicolás Maduro. Under the Trump administration, there have been sanctions imposed on Venezuela and it's become difficult for Venezuela to access the international credit market. There's also been talk of placing sanctions on Venezuelan oil and, of course, the Venezuelan economy relies very heavily on the sale of oil to the international market. Tell us a little bit about the impacts of those sanctions and, more broadly, tell us a little bit about the threat to Venezuela from from uh, well from american imperialism essentially yeah el es complejo porque en venezuela solo dependemos del petróleo it's very complex because in venezuela we depend on our oil y la la producción de alimentos no cubre la demanda nacional and the, the production of food doesn't cover the demand of the country por lo que nos hemos obligado históricamente a eh, traer comida de afuera, alimentos de afuera. And that's why we have been eh, obliged to bring food from overseas. Y eso en este momento, gracias a los Estados Unidos, está bloqueado. And because of the blockade, we cannot do that anymore. Entonces no llegan a Venezuela ni medicinas ni alimentos. So Venezuela is not receiving medicine or food. Y los países aliados de Estados Unidos tienen prohibido venderle a Venezuela. And the allies of the U.S. are forbidden from selling to Venezuela. Y en Venezuela sí, la situación está muy difícil eh, producto de este bloqueo. And the situation in Venezuela is actually quite difficult because of this blockade. Yeah, I mean, that brings me on to my next question, because as I said earlier, there are a lot of criticisms of the Maduro government, and it's estimated that inflation is at 4,000%. There are food shortages, huge price increases. It's reported that a lot of Venezuelans, particularly young Venezuelans, are, are leaving the country for opportunities elsewhere. And there's also been talk that Maduro has sidelined the National Assembly and accrued more powers to the office of the president Talk a little bit about that. I mean, are there legitimate criticisms to make of the Maduro government, or would you say that the difficulties that Venezuela is currently facing are largely to do with, for instance, the, the, the blockade and the sanctions? Mira, eh, con respecto a la migración, eh, a la cantidad de migrantes de, que, que están saliendo de Venezuela, in respect of the migration, the people leaving Venezuela. Ciertamente, hoy, en este momento histórico, Venezuela no cumple sus expectativas. Certainly, at this point in time, Venezuela is not fulfilling all the expectations. Pero el 80% de la migración venezolana es profesional. But 80% of the migration is uh, professional people. Y es una educación gratuita. And they have received free education. También eh, reconocer que la, la mayoría de la migración eh, de Venezuela and the majority of the migration from Venezuela está en otros países con el, el objetivo de tener una vida mejor that they go to other countries with the objective of having a better life obteniendo eh, materiales Ob obtaining material possession un teléfono, un zapato teléfono, shoes, whatever porque 
las o sea, la migración venezolana no es más importante y no tiene una crisis mayor que la de Haití, que la de Colombia. Because the migration from Venezuela is not uh, in crisis like or is like actually Haití or Syria, Colombia, Syria, Colombia, África. Yeah. Yeah, they got the same level of migration. Pareciera, mediáticamente pareciera que los únicos migrantes en el mundo importantes son los venezolanos. It, it looks like the only important migrating people at the moment are the ones from Venezuela, for the media. Y eso es parte de la política de desprestigio contra Venezuela. And that's part of the policies of bashing the government and the policies. Y efectivamente, hay, hay críticas contra el gobierno. Existe corrupción. Existe corrupción, pero no es más ni menos que en otros países de Latinoamérica. Pero el único país en el mundo que está mal es Venezuela. Y la realidad es que en Venezuela hay un modelo económico and the reality is that in Venezuela there's an economic model que no está con los intereses de Estados Unidos which are against the interest of the US y ese es nuestro ese es el único problema en Venezuela la verdad and that's the main problem for Venezuela speaking of that economic model we know that neoliberalism rules the world including in Australia and of course there are very very different social circumstances in, in many ways between Australia and Venezuela. But what can we learn here in Australia from the achievements in Venezuela in terms of an alternative model to neoliberalism and improvement of education and literacy and housing and reducing poverty and so on? What can we learn, do you think, in Australia from the Venezuelan example? Everything that the people have managed to achieve has done it through organization. Y parece que en Australia es algo difícil organizar al, a la sociedad. And it looks like Australia is a very hard place to get organized. Nosotros, el, que, eso lo impulsó Chávez. Chávez was the promoter of that. Porque el único requisito que tiene el pueblo para acceder a los beneficios sociales es la organización. Because the only a prerequisite that the people must have to access programs or funds or um, money from the government is to be organized. Eso yo creo que es un aprendizaje que nosotros podemos socializar acá en Australia. That's a lesson that we can socialize here in Australia, organization. La importancia de estar organizados para atacar al sistema neoliberal. The importance of being organized to attack the, liberal, the neoliberal system. Y olvidarnos de las diferencias. And forget about our differences. El enemigo es el mismo. The enemy is one and the same.